0: Hi, this is Rahul Rudev.
1: Today is September 22nd. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Radian MPC has been doing Zoom and co- uh, conference calls since 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your hand. Please, if you're a newcomer, show up your face and let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer so that if you have never asked the question, she'll promote you. Just, you have to show up your face also, though, and let Gayatri know in the chat.
2: Ankur? Hey, hi. So actually, my question is, uh, I am on
3: day one CPT right now doing my executive PhD. So I mm-hmm. want to go to India and my visa is expired. So is it a risky to go to India right now?
1: One-way ticket. Oh, one Don't way even t- bother. Yeah, because for the day one CPT universities, they don't give visas. They are not considered to be genuine universities. according to
3: Okay. So even though if I'm doing executive PhD,
1: that's exactly why okay, you're, okay. you're, yeah.
3: So my wife is on H1. Like if I, if my F1 gets denied, and if I go for H4, is it like, uh, I
1: don't even want you to bother applying F1 though. Okay. Just so apply H4 and come back if you want it.
3: Okay. Then that I can convert it to F1?
1: Yeah, then you can.
3: Okay. Okay. And okay. how much longer take like from H4 to F1?
1: May take anywhere between four months to 18 months.
3: Okay, okay, thank you, sir.
2: AS?
4: Hi, uh, I have uh, one question on uh, AC21. So um, my AOS application was filed uh, last year in November. Uh, my I-140 got approved one month back. Do I need to wait for six months for-, uh, yes, for I no
1: sir, absolutely not needed. The okay. rule of six months is from the time you file the four eight five application. You told it very clearly that it's going. To, you told it very clearly that it's going to be. Um, you told it very clearly that it's going to be. Uh, um, it's six months. It's more than six months that you file the four eight five application. You don't have to wait for the four eight five. For, uh, I-142 have been approved for more than six months. Uh, I can't hear you.
4: Yes. It, it does not impact EAD processing also. It, uh... Absolutely,
1: absolutely not, sir.
4: Okay, and uh, uh, one more thing, if uh, AC21 is uh, leveraged uh, and say the priority date becomes current, uh, my child's date will still be considered logged, uh, right?
1: Yes, that is right. Your child is locked once I-140 is approved and the final action date is correct. What is your priority date though?
4: February 2014.
1: Well, your child is not locked yet. But right. by using the AC21 though, I mean, it's not you're not doing any benefit or loss to your child. Okay. So that rules stay
4: the same. Right, that rules uh, stay uh,
1: right. uh, the okay. same, yes.
4: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you.
5: Venkat? Uh, uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, I have a question. I'm currently on F1 uh, uh, doing my second master's, actually. I have, my H1 got approved recently. So mm-hmm. uh, I hear that uh, if I drop my uh, uh, studies in halfway, like uh, without completing my master's, uh, going for uh, H1 uh, directly it might affect in my extension and not is that I can hold my H-1 start date uh, to finish my master's to complete? Or is that a, there are any options? For uh,
1: it? So, so let me understand. Uh, you enrolled in the master's degree. Yeah. And when you got this H-1B, did you got the H-1B in the master's quota or bachelor's quota?
5: In master's quota.
1: But you don't have a master's degree yet?
5: I have a master's degree. This is my second master's.
1: Okay. It doesn't matter whether you graduate here or not. You can quit. I don't see any problem with it.
5: Okay, but I can I can complete my uh, F uh, in uh, do finish my masters and hold my H uh. one. No, you can't hold
1: the H one B though. If you you have the H one B start date October first is it right.
5: Yeah, October first.
1: Uh, you can't just hold that thing out right now.
5: Okay, I cannot hold you it. Can't. Okay.
1: No, you cannot hold it. If you want to hold it, you have to move from H one to F one visa and then back to H one. That's an entire nightmare for you. I don't see. You can always be an H1B and complete um, complete your education too.
5: Yeah, I can do that because my current employer is different from uh, who has filed my um, H1 actually.
1: Okay, uh, it's up to you. But but uh, moving back to F1 and moving back to H1 will be a nightmare. I won't do that if I were you.
5: Okay, so uh, okay. transfer is an option you're saying. I'm sorry. What? Transfer is an option for it. But that's not a good option.
1: If you transfer to F1, it will take about four to 18 months for no, you I'm to transfer it,
5: uh, to the current employer where my current, uh, I'm project. sorry, what to my current employer, where my uh, project is with, because my H1 filing employer is different from my current employer.
1: Ah, okay. Then you have to transfer You when you say transfer H1B, not transfer to F1.
5: Okay. 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 Fine. Sir. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Next person, please.
1: Dautam.
3: Hey, uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, so I'm on H one and uh, I have applied H four EAD for my wife in uh, July 2021, like two mm-hmm. months ago. So mm-hmm. both of our visa stampings are expired, uh, but uh, we have like a valid seven. Uh, so we are planning to go to India in des- this December and get our uh, visa stamping done, both of us. The question is, I read online in online forums that uh, if uh, the stamping done and come back to you, United States, our I-94 gets updated, right? So will that affect the EAD application? Do they deny on that basis?
1: No, they don't. They don't deny the EAD.
3: Also, it's safe to go back, get stamping done. Right, right. There are
1: two situations. If it is a transfer to H-4, okay, then it is considered that your wife has abandoned the H-4 application. Yeah. Okay. But you're telling it's not a transfer, is it? Right? She is already on pitch four, and this is an extension, is it? Right? Right. She's already on four. Okay. Then it's fine. Then it's not a problem.
3: So even even if the like the, my previous visa is the different employer, so the the one we are going to get is like a new employer, so that that also doesn't matter, right?
1: Ah. I would, I would I would, do one thing, though. You can file one more H4 and EAD right now. That's one of the options that I would recommend to you. Oh, okay, okay, the okay. Se- second option that I would recommend for you probably would be that maybe after coming back, you need to file an EAD. Now, in cases where you have moved to a different company, though, if your current company withdraws the H1B, I have noticed in sometimes they will deny the H4 okay. because those people don't look into anything. They'll look into, oops, this guy is no longer working for the company. H1B is denied. I'm not going to issue an RFE. I'm not going to look into anything and deny the application. That makes sense. Thank you so much. Next
4: person, please.
2: Sheetal. Uh,
4: thanks, Kaitri. Hi, Rahul. This is actually Sheetal's husband. Um, no problem. So my priority date is May 2012. And mm-hmm. downgrade to EB3 was applied uh, mm-hmm. in October. For the third time, the premium processing was rejected last night. Uh, I have an India born daughter, and with the possibility of retrogression, I was thinking, what else can we do? So I was, I heard about FOIA. Is that, I'm not too sure, like, is that an option? You can try that. that?
1: That's not, you can try FOIA. That's not working though by filing a FOIA. Um, Gauri, Gayatri, you have a link for the FOIA?
2: No, Rahul, I don't.
1: I'll give you FOIA information to you, okay? Um you. you can file for a FOIA, but it sometimes doesn't help. 99% of the time, that doesn't help.
4: Okay. So, FOIA is for 9089, Rahul, isn't it? Like, for the... You're for right, the you're right, you're right. Okay. Right. Thanks. FOIA can- Sorry, go ahead, please. You go ahead. Apparently, can the lawyer also request a, raise a service request? You, yes.
1: Yeah. No, it doesn't harm. They can raise because it's already crossed the time for what yeah. it was supposed to be approved. So yeah. um, they can do that too. I mean, they can do that too. I would even recommend you to sue, to, sue USCIS. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's a very classic case that we want to sue USCIS. And you may actually get the benefit, all other benefits, Especially if the prior date is current, you know, you may even get the, the green card approved too. Uh, because the way we are approaching is to sue mm-hmm. the USCIS on the side track and get the benefit of getting the green card. So that's up to you if you want
4: to sue USCIS. Okay. okay. Um, I'll, I'll reach out to you, Rahul. Just, I want to give some thought don't, to this because... Yeah, like, you know,
1: if you want to reach out, don't reach out to me. Reach out to a guy by name Stephen Brown in our office. Okay. That's a guy who sues USCIS. Okay, sure. From Thanks.
6: Our Next person. Thanks, out. Thanks, Sindhu? Yeah, uh, hello. hello, Rahul. Uh, mm-hmm. So, basically, I have applied for change of status from H4 to F1. But mm-hmm. uh, due to processing delays, I have withdrawn my application in March 2021. But uh, suddenly, last week, I received an appointment for biometrics. Now, I'm confused whether to attend the biometrics or...
7: Why did you, you withdraw the H4? H4?
6: Because I'm already uh, F1 application. F1. It's the change of status from H4 okay. to
8: F1. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. already
6: graduated now and my I-20 is also revoked and services is terminated. <laughs> yeah.
1: They send people to the people who don't deserve it. Write a letter to them that I've already withdrawn it. That's the reason I'm not attending it. To, uh,
6: to whom should I write? Like to the Texas Service Center?
1: Both. To the Texas Service Center, the address that is listed in there. To the uh, to the application center but don't go for biometrics okay
6: don't okay i should not go don't, so will don't it be denied if i didn't go to the uh, yeah
1: it'll be denied it'll be denied that's okay oh. it's not a problem
6: yeah the reason is like i don't want uh, a denial in my history so that's why i thought i of got the point the i
1: got the point send yeah. the withdrawal as many places as possible if that okay. doesn't happen they will deny it it's not a big deal it won't be a okay. problem for you
6: Got it. Got it. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you so much. Next
1: person, please. Ashwini?
6: Ashwini?
8: Hello? Can you hear me? Yes,
1: Ashur. Yes, we can hear uh, you. Go ahead.
8: Hi, Rahul Garu. Uh, my name is Ashnya and I'm talking bef- on behalf of my husband. So my question is, he came to uh, an, uh, uh, US on F2 visa in uh, 2006. After a Masters, he got his uh, uh, job. Uh, his first, uh, job, first H1, H1B was approved from 2009 to 2012. But unfortunately, he was laid off uh, uh, in August 2010. Uh, so uh, he, uh, so i mean uh, he was civil engineer hard to find the job uh, in his dream, so he moved from h1 to f1 he joined the H- hergen university in california his f1 was approved on september 28 uh, 2010 mm-hmm uh that means after 40 days uh after termination of his job so he did not uh, complete his mba in hargan university but uh later in 2011 he was back to h1b so since uh, then he was continuing on h1 mm, so do you see any problem is getting in the gc and also he received if he received a gcad do you see any problem leaving h1b and being on a- aos
1: so you are concerned about you are concerned about is more about the Har University or what are you concerned about?
8: I'm concerned about Har uh, University. If you, uh, so do you have uh, do you see any problems with uh, getting? Oh, what's the, how do
1: you, I know it's a it's a problematic university, but uh, at this point of time though, now I know the universities, I know the raids and all the things that happened though, but at the time when in 2016, he was not with the university, was he? No, he was not with
8: the university.
1: I'm not expect. I mean, there is always a chance for problem, but I want to give a clear idea to what are the chances for him to get into trouble. I would give him about less than 2% chances of trouble man.
8: Okay.
1: Okay. Next person, okay. please. Thank you. E- and e- tell a? that to the other people who are student CPT university people, because, because they don't understand that day one CPT universities are bad. And I know this Ergon University is also for that, uh, especially for the people who are going to uh, Cumberland Campusville and, uh, uh, and and there's another university. Uh, these are all big problems though. Ergon is not as big problem as these other universities though.
9: Next question, please. TA. Yeah. Hey uh, Rahul. Good afternoon. Uh, Rahul, uh, I filed my 485 in October 2020. Mm-hmm. And in, August, uh, in August, I moved to Dallas, Texas uh, from Oregon State. So my 435, my 140 labor was filed uh, when I was in uh, Oregon for that location. But in August, I moved to Dallas, Texas, and I filed my AR-11 also. And uh, I got uh, recently RFE to my new address in Dallas, Texas, but from the field office in, from Portland, Oregon so then i did respond to the rfe medical rfe so right now the case status is saying correspondence was received and USAID is reviewing it so uh, my understanding is that so at least a few friends who are there in portland so they got the you know approval after a week or two weeks you know since they received rfe but mine is pending i think for past three or four weeks so i'm just wondering whether is it due to my Location change because I moved from Portland to, it's, know, Dallas it's, to I cannot I cannot just
1: validate your thing that all the Portland people after they responded to the RFA got the green card in two weeks. I cannot acknowledge that to you, okay? But okay. um it could be that that officer might be reviewing it and looking into the file and saying his address is different. Why how can I, I cannot adjudicate this application? Let me send to the National Benefit Center. They can send it back to them. Uh, I, I wonder, normally, after you change the address and the AR-11, how many days did you get the uh, RFE after that?
9: So I got RFE uh, a week, week after.
1: Yeah, they might not have noticed the address change. They may have noticed now the address change, though. Okay, so that could be the reason for not, not getting it approved there. They may send it back to National Benefits Center and approve it. It could be possible. They can, Oregon people can still approve it.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: Next person,
7: please. Ritesh? Yeah. Hey, Rahul. So, I also applied for 485 in October last year. Mm
8: -hmm.
7: And recently, I replied to medical RFE. And Mm -hmm. I'm in Michigan. And I got an RFE from Nevada Service Center. And uh, once they received... Which service center, you said? Reno,
1: Nevada. Nevada. Uh-huh. Okay.
7: Okay. So the day they received the RFE response for medical, my case status changed to a case was transferred and a new office has jurisdiction. Hmm. So uh so,
8: so let thing.
7: me understand
1: let me understand yeah. one thing. So you were never in Nevada, but you got the RFE from the local office from Nevada. Yeah. Um in the in 2020 uh or 2019 though. The USCIS said that you could be adjudicating, they they, they have taken the authority that the district officers that is free can take up the cases and adjudicate the cases though. So even though you never lived in Nevada, they may have taken up your case because they may say, hey, buddy, National Service Center, we don't have much work, why don't you give us some work for us? They may have pushed your file there, nothing wrong with it.
7: Okay, but the thing is, the day they received my RFE response for medical, the case status changed to the case was transferred and a new That's office fine. In jurisdiction.
1: Yeah, it could be that they might have transferred to the National Benefit Center. Oh, or it okay. could be transferred to where you are located at too.
7: Okay, and so this is normal, right? Then?
1: That's perfectly normal. Actually, it's things are. I'm very happy that they are doing that. And I'm happy for you also.
7: Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that's it. Thank you.
1: Next person,
2: please.
3: Hey Rahul, a question. Uh, I have recently received a medical RFP and I also responded like 10 days back. Uh, my status online still shows fingerprints and, uh, that's I, normal. that's yeah, normal. I, I am, I'm am having a job <coughs> offer right now. Do you suggest changing right now? And you can change it. So I, I will not be able to inform them because my green card might come anytime. Is that still okay? That's fine.
1: Okay. I would change the job if I would not change. I would not wait. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Next person, please.
6: Shravanti.
2: Hello, sir. My name is Shravanti.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I have a question regarding the green card. Uh, mm-hmm. The case status of my green card shows that it's uh, being delivered to my address, but I haven't received it. I think you mean mistaken. to say the new
1: card is being sent out,
2: is that right? yes sir uh, the new card has been delivered to my address that has been sent to my address but i haven't mm-hmm. received it uh, what are my options when did
1: when was it delivered though last week uh
2: last week on 15th
1: did they say it was been sent to you it was delivered to you
2: it was del- it was uh, delivered yeah they have this uh number to tracking number that we can contact and check with USPS. Uh, I did that and uh, even they say that it has been delivered, but I haven't received it yet. One
1: second. Um, sometimes what happens is that it will go back to USCIS. It will come back. So it's not a major issue right now. Um, you can always make an info pass appointment, and you can go to the local office get your passport stamped with a green card. Though that's one thing that you can do, that will allow you to travel outside the country and come back in. Um, there are times. Um, there are times that. Uh, um there are times that when you uh when these things happen though it will go back to uscis and uscis will send back the card though
2: okay thank you sir okay. Madhva.
3: Hey, uh so uh, my uh, priority date is uh, march 2013 I missed applying the I-485 in October, 2020 uh, because I had just changed the employer. So Mm -hmm. I applied for direct uh, EB3. Uh, Mm -hmm. I-140 got approved in July and I applied for I-485 in in the end of August. So Mm -hmm. I'm now applying for uh, another uh, I-140 in EB2. Uh, So my perm is still valid as it is within six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, So can I file the I-140 in premium processing now? Uh, my lawyer said that we cannot file the premium processing for the second I-140 because uh, the original perm is with the Department yeah. of
1: I would I would file I would file the regular regular I-140 and try to convert into premium processing.
3: Okay, okay, good. Thank you.
1: Okay, that would be in the best interest for you. That will Not solve right. all the
3: problems. Is it because we cannot uh, file the uh, premium processing? Or- because the
1: original is already gone. That's the reason.
3: Okay, fine, thank you.
2: Narayan? Narayan?
10: Let's go to next person.
2: Srikant?
7: Hello, uh,
10: hi, sir. My name is Shrikanth. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, this is question is regarding my cousin who is in India. So he recently mm-hmm. uh, filed to H1, he said he, he recently, not he, his employees, employer A and employer B. Of course, of he course. Got, he filed H1 with two employees. So mm-hmm. the H1 which got filed through employer A uh, got picked initially and it got approved. But recently mm-hmm. the, the H1 which uh, he filed with employer B got picked in, you know, uh, during second lottery, mm-hmm. so his question is, can the second employer can go ahead and uh, you know uh, submit for uh, uh, can proceed because already the previous uh, employer's petition is approved and he 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 has yet to go no, for. You can
1: you can still have the second employer file a H one B and get it approved.
10: Because already he has one approved that won't affect the.
1: No, that won't affect. Okay, fine. Thank you, sir.
10: Next Anusha? question. Please.
1: Hello? Yes,
11: ma'am. Hi, Rahul Ritigaru. This is Anusha. Um, I just have a single question. Um, I mean, I I worked on H4 uh, without Mm -hmm. knowing like my H1 gets invalidated um, after I got the H1. So now I have a uh, situation where I need to go to India. It's like emergency. So can I get stamping directly in India? Or will that be a problem because I worked
1: so, on it. So so years. how much how much time did you work on it?
11: Uh I like around two months.
1: Did you knew the H1 was approved? I
11: mean, yes.
1: Okay. How do you mean you know? Maybe you don't know.
11: I have a H1 from my employer. After that, after two months I got H4. So even after I got H4, I after two months I got H4 EAD. So in the meanwhile, in those two months, um, I worked on H4 because I don't know like my H1 gets invalidated after I my H4. But you, got, you
1: said, did you have a H4 EAD?
11: Now I have a H4 EAD too.
1: But not at that time? No. Uh, you need to speak with the lawyer privately then rather than the conference call. Okay. okay.
11: So will that be a problem if I get stamping in India? Because Let's I have say... A
1: it's not a problem. It's the way you're expressing is wrong. Um, that's the only issue though.
11: Uh, Rahul, um, the, uh, give me a chance. Like my husband is here. He will like he will explain you.
1: I, I got better. the point, but it will be better to have a private discussion rather than in front of 50, 100, 100 people with a recorded conversation. Okay? okay. That will be better. Okay. Next person, please. It's not a problem. You're just unnecessarily trying to create it. I can't tell you on this with hundred people watching me, okay? Next person, please.
11: Thank you. Narayan?
1: No, you have to unmute uh, yourself, Mr. Narayan. Narayan? Uh, He has to unmute uh, Narayan. Can we go to the next caller?
2: Sure. Uh, Rabda? Rabda? Kumar?
12: Hello? Hello. This Kumar. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, quick question, sir. I'm one of those uh, downgraded folks uh, back in October. Uh, mm-hmm. 140 is approved. Medicals were submitted along with the 485. Um, A few of my friends did the same and uh, they just received a medical RFE again. So I was just curious with this. Send it again. uh, Send it again. So in my case, I haven't received anything yet. So you've been suggesting folks to interfile medicals, right? I'm somebody Mm -hmm. who sent medicals back in the days. Would you suggest me doing it or just sit tight?
1: Uh, No, if you don't get an, if you have already interfiled it, if you don't get an RFE, don't do anything. There are a lot of people who got approvals without any RFE though. Those people who filed the um, interfiling things. But if they get an RFE, they should submit it.
12: Okay. Uh, uh, I think I might have confused. So uh, I'll just reiterate, sir. Uh, I submitted our medicals along with the 485 back in October. Okay? Um,
1: then you don't so do anything, right? You don't interfile got it. anything. Got if it. you get an RFE, you submit the medicals. If you don't get them, RFP, you don't submit anything
12: right now. Just stay put. Okay, that's all, sir. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Akshay, uh, hello, Raoul, sir. Uh, thanks for taking yes. my
7: call, sir. Uh, my brother, uh, he used to work in U.S. He's back in India now, and uh, he wanted he um, he currently has a job. And um, can his but his I-94 is expired, so can his uh, employer still run his uh, uh, payroll while his I-94 is expired? He has an approved i I-7. I-7. Let me but understand he's one H1. thing.
1: Yeah, so he's in India right now. Correct. He can get paid. That's fine. His I didn't, even if the I ninety four expires, if this expires, if that expires, it doesn't. He can he can get paid. That's nothing wrong with it.
7: Okay, okay, okay. Thank you so as much. As far then. as the
1: as far as the immigration law is concerned, though, right, he can get, he can get paid. Absolutely, no problem.
7: Okay, sir, Rahul, sir. And sir, one of my uh, colleagues uh, is a US citizen. He's looking to uh, uh, start his own company and he's uh, eventually going to hire H1B. Can I refer your firm? You can
1: have him contact me.
7: Okay, sir. Next question. And, okay, thank you.
2: Thank you, Rahul. Shiv
10: Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I might get a situation where I need to apply... Two four eighty five, you know, I'm starting with the one four eighty five, and then in six months, my current employer, eb E B two, E B three, in the in the case of E B three gets current by that time and E B two is still. So
1: you mean to say with the current employer, you don't have a labor certification, you're filing with the ex employer as a backup plan. What if this priority date goes back and you may get screwed up? So, yeah. but if you're, you're contemplating to see after six months, if the priority date becomes current, you want to file with the current company that you are in. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely do as what you're doing if I were you.
10: Yeah. And, because and, and you,
1: you're you just having this one as a backup plan. What if the priority yeah. date goes back and it doesn't come for the next 10 years?
8: Who exactly. knows?
10: Exactly.
8: I would
1: do that. I would do, all, I would do all the spending if I were
10: yeah, so, so when you do the new 485 with the current employer, I'm being with current employer anyway, so would you withdraw the old one or interfile? <sighs> yeah.
1: That's going to be a tough call though, uh, yeah. to decide what timings, I need to look into the company profile to see yeah. if the previous company, what are the risks involved in it. And, but I would take the judgment call at that point of time, sure. if I would withdraw it or inter, uh, withdraw it, file a fresh one, or would I just uh, interfile the 485G supplement? I, I, I will evaluate it at this point of time. But at but, this point of time though, mm-hmm. I, hands down, I'm filing
10: 485G. Got it. And in e- either way, like withdraw or interfile, should it be a big problem, right? Like, you know, if we withdraw, do I need to wait for three months or anything like that? Or inter No, sir.
1: You know, no yeah. sir, no
10: sir. Okay. Awesome, one Absolutely. more column. One more follow up. If I apply for 485 and go to India uh, with AC, uh, like an applying AC 131, uh, advanced payroll plus EAD and all. And then November or December, if I go back, go to India and get stamped in H1B and then come back and then reapply the advanced payroll, that should be fine, right? Some people no, say that should be you know, once you apply 485, six months, you should not do anything like, you know, you should not. No, go. there is
1: nothing like that.
10: Nothing as like soon that. as you come back, you can apply for the advanced payroll. That's it. No risk or anything like that.
1: Absolutely no risk. And the only risk is whether you're going to get the stamping or not, which you already know, but there's absolutely no risk to 485, absolutely no risk for advanced.
7: Some
10: people are saying in the DS-160, so you need to mention whether you applied 485 or not. So we need,
1: they they don't care. And,
10: okay. 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 No, care. no risk on you know visa stamping. No, no,
1: no, but just because you applied for a for H five, you are not going to get an advantage or disadvantage. Right. Because H1B and H4 are dual intent visas. If you okay. were to apply B1, F1, O1, P1, Q1, J1, though, then you might be at risk of not getting for H1B right. and H4, you won't get an advantage or disadvantage. Next right. person, please.
10: Thank you so much, Rahul. Yeah.
2: Sankarupaluri.
1: Hello? Yes, go ahead.
12: Yeah, uh, I have missed uh, two transcripts uh, in my graduation. Do I need to have
7: uh, while submitting I-485 or, uh, I 485 or
9: I already have my final
7: degree certificate like patta? Is it enough to submit? For
1: 485, we don't submit educational documents.
7: Okay. Somebody said uh, we
1: need to submit all transcripts for each year. That is there last year um, because of Trump, they introduced something called 944-FORM. At that point of time, we were supposed to submit all those things. Right now, we don't need
9: it. Okay, thank you so much.
1: I'll take the last caller, guys, and then I will go to questions that we are getting it in the chat. um, I will try to answer as much as possible. there.
12: Manish? You know, this is Manish. Um, so my question is about two employment on EOS and H1. Can this be possible together or both needs to be done? On the- uh,
1: sorry, uh, extension of status and what?
12: So empl- two employment on H1B as well as the EAD, AOS EAD, right? Do I need to go on the both EAD or... Can I stay? Both, technically, technically,
1: both can be on EAD. Right. Uh, this should be on EAD. Right. But if who is looking into it, as far as you're concerned, though, are you violating anything? No, you're not.
12: I see. So I can stay with the current employer H1 and join the another company on EAD.
1: Let's say I'm not going to answer that question to you. But if you do so, uh, you are definitely not violating if 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 you or on EAD, if you're working for two companies, you're not violating
12: anything. Right. On, and that can be H1 and EAD. I didn't,
1: I didn't said that to you,
12: though. <laughs> gotcha. All I right.
1: didn't said that to you.
12: I might call you separately then, you know, uh, as a consultation.
1: I, I I don't think so. You need it consultation,
12: okay. though. I see.
1: As far as you're concerned, though, you're not doing anything wrong.
12: Okay, I see. And is there any okay. problem in the in um, getting approval of AOS adjustment?
1: No, I don't think so. Absolutely, I don't see any problem there.
12: And do I need to find 35J with the No, no,
1: no, absolutely not required.
12: Right, got it, thank you.
1: Okay, I'm going to go to the live questions, uh, the questions that are coming up. Uh, Questions that are coming up is, hey, how long it's going to take for the people to get the green card after you submit the medical RFE? I have seen anywhere between four days to all the way not getting approval after four or five months also for medical RFS. Uh, but mostly though, it seems to be falling around one month to two months. Um, uh, is it okay for the kids to attend college for pending US while waiting for the EAD and JC? Absolutely, Gushan, they can. Absolutely, that's not a wrong. Um, they don't need to have a F1 visa to attend the college. Um, No, I-864 doesn't need to be filed along with the 485 of the employment base, though. Uh, I know that some of the times when the USCIS, um, this is questions for Tushar, Um, I know some of the times the USCIS is issuing an, R when they issue an appointment notice, they tell you to bring an I-864. That's not applicable to you. You can go to the I-864 instructions and it clearly says that you don't have to take the I-864. You can print out that and tell that unless you have some partnership interest in your company, if you do have it, then you should consult a lawyer. 99% of the time you don't. Um, Then you don't need to do anything. Just make sure that you take the printout from the website of the USCIS I-864 instructions. Anusha, you're saying that your situation is emergency, but I don't think so. You, I think so, I already spoke with you. I've,
8: um,
1: I've, I've completed my biometrics. It does not reflect on 485. That's very common, guys. That's perfectly okay. You don't have to be worried about it. You don't have to contact the USCIS. After getting the green card, do we need to carry it along wherever you go? No, not necessarily, especially if you're traveling outside the country, you definitely need, but especially when you go to the border towns like El Paso, uh, very close to Big Bend National Park or something like that, I would carry my GC with me, though. h 4 e is approved and H4 is not approved. Yeah, I, you can start working. The, 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 the government has given authority to work. You can. Um, H4, H4 extension approved. Can my work? Come back on NIE. Well, depends on you have to uh, you have you have to uh, your work Akshay should be involved in the national interest exemption though, and if you can document that, then she will be eligible um, for it. She has to go for the visa stamping, I guess, um, before she comes into United States. A lot of, uh, Radha has this question, what happens if the prior date retrogresses? Would my EAD be approved? EAD will be approved. If if it's backtracks also, your EAD will be approved. Your green card will not be approved, but your EAD will be approved. Um, 485J supplement need to be filed um, I would recommend that you contact the lawyer where to file because I don't want to give all the little kind of details, but you need to file the 485 um, J supplement. If you change the job before your green card is approved. Uh, Saudi born Indian citizen participate in the DV? Yes, uh, For the purpose of the green card, Mr. Sheikh, you will be considered as a Saudi citizen. Um, I just want to let you know, Mr. Saik, when you you see all these priority dates, um, you don't come under the Indian quota. You come under the quota for the Saudi, though. I am aware that you are never a citizen of Saudi. I'm aware of that. But you come under the Saudi citizenship quota, though. You don't come under Indian quota, which is a good news for you. Yeah, If she's actually, if she's going for stamping, She definitely has a lot of risk of getting back into the country. Be prepared uh, for her to stay until this uh, thing has been removed. Of course, we are expecting it to be removed in November, but we don't know at this point of time what conditions. Could they include Indians? Could they say, we haven't yet, we haven't get any official information yet. I don't know if there's anything that passed in the past two, three hours, though, but things change so quickly. Um, our law firm doesn't help opening LLCs or incorporations. I strongly recommend to contact a CPA, Akshay. That's the best thing to do. It. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30.